Yo, 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 good morning, good evening, good afternoon, wherever you at right now, tuned into your favorite podcast. Y'all know it's a Camper Chronicle production, and this is the Bringing the Wood podcast, and I'm your host, D. Wood. Sorry for the late start. I want to say that now. It's going to be a late air for y'all that's hearing this. Man, uh, it's been rough. Power was out over here for a minute. Then when the power came back on... Man, the mics wouldn't work in the studio, so now the mics is tripping, so I'm actually coming to y'all from a whole other mic, so I'm probably sound a little different from the last couple episodes, but with all that BS being said, it's the Bringing the Wood podcast, and I'm your host, D. Wood. I'm in the building, Dolo, Big Che, government official businessman. He ain't going to be on today. He'll be back tomorrow for Football Friday. Y'all already know it's going down on the Football Friday when Big Che get Back in the building, we're going to have some good, thing, good things in store for y'all, so make sure y'all stay tuned. But today, oh, 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 but today. Today, we got some things lined up for y'all today in this NBA world, or as I say, they, I should say myself. Um, the biggest takeaway uh, over the weekend, we'll start with All-Star Weekend. Uh, the All-Star events were, were cool. Um, skills Challenge, shout out to the Utah Jazz player for, for the, the unit of the Jazz for winning the Skills Challenge. Representing uh, the city of Utah well in the skills challenge. Shout out to Dame Lillard winning the three-point contest. P.O.P. holding it down. Ooh, excuse me. And then Matt McClung uh, just taking the, the dunk contest to another level. Or not to another level. Trying to take it back to a level it once was at. Before we had a couple down years in the dunk contest. And that, that kid put on an a, a amazing performance in the dunk contest, and, and almost a flawless victory from start to finish. Uh, the other participants, Kenyon Martin Jr. and Jericho Sims and uh, and uh, Trey Murphy were also very good competitors, had some great dunks as well. And McClung was just uh, on another level. And um, he brought the plays down, and it was, it was definitely good to see that. All-Star game was what it was. Um, you know, it's still a, a fun contest. They had a, got a little bit better towards the end, but Jason Tatum winning All-Star Game MVP, All-Star Game record, 55 points. Uh, he did his thing, and he basically was just letting people know like, hey, he didn't, he didn't next up in these All-Star Game big-time big, big time performances, and uh, it was definitely fun to watch. As a Duke Blue Devil fan myself, it was definitely fun to see him go out there and just have fun. And even get to have a little battle between him and Jalen Brown because they were on opposite teams. I thought that was also a fun thing to watch as well. It was just fun to watch all the guys out there, you know, have fun and uh, take a little pressure off of the game they love. And, you know, as the season gets ready to start back up and they get back serious. It was cool to see them have some fun, catch some alleys, some crazy dunks. Ja did some amazing dunks out there. LeBron, and the whole camp. And uh, it, was, it was a great All-Star experience. I enjoyed the All-Star weekend. Um, but obviously we seen Giannis get the one dunk and then set out the whole rest of the uh uh all-star game. And that's because he has a, a, a right a right wrist sprain. And um he's uh he's going he'll, he'll return to uh action once the pain subsides. So they basically was like it's not like a serious, serious injury, but we didn't want to put him at risk in the all-star weekend and uh, you know, in a in a, a exhibition game and get our star player hurt. For the for the big time push of these last what twenty seven games, especially when you guys are still trying to battle for the first seed with the Boston Celtics, so you definitely let your star rest 
and get get back right for the for the again the final stretch uh coming up at the end of the year. But again, that's why Giannis was out. He didn't play. Uh obviously LeBron got hurt in the game as well, hurt his wrist, dunking hella hard. Uh, <laughs> always try to do too much, but uh he hurt his wrist as well. But he'll be ready to go uh once the game start back up as well. So um that, those are some of the uh just all star game takeaways. But some things that happened up in a round all-star break that we didn't really get to talk about um, was the rest of the buyout market. It's still a, it's still players on the buyout market that are just now getting cut, and I'll get to them. But we had some players who, who were in the buyout market or in the process of being bought now who hadn't signed yet, and we had a couple teams that we thought they could go to. Patrick Beverly was one of those players who was bought out by the Magics. He's officially signing with the Chicago Bulls. I think this is a good pickup for the Chicago Bulls. They definitely definitely need point guard help, especially knowing in the same breath that I was going to talk about, as I mentioned, that Patrick Beverly signing with the Bulls and they needing a point guard. Lonzo Ball also has been officially ruled out for the season. This will be missing a full season this year. I want to say he missed all of last season, uh, dealing with these uh, knee and ankle issues, uh, surgery after surgery, and I'm just wishing the best for Lonzo Ball and his health and recovery to get him back on the basketball court uh, to help the Bulls team, which he does in so many ways. They're definitely going to need him. But Patrick Beverly definitely will help out um, in the point guard role because they definitely need a point guard who can dribble, facilitate, defend, and, and, and help out and help get the ball to DeRozan and Levine so that they don't have to work as hard to get the ball uh, in the places they like, especially DeMar DeRozan, who likes to operate down in the mid-range and the mid-post area. And you still got both his games versus the Lakers. They haven't played the Lakers yet. They play the Lakers uh, later on in March. So this should be fun. You know Patrick Beverly is going to get up for that game. Um, he's going to definitely give it everything he's got um, to make sure he sticks it, stick it to the Lakers like only Patrick Beverly can in a situation like this. But, again, big pickup for the Bulls signing Patrick Beverly. Um uh, another name that hasn't been in the league for other reasons, uh, Myers Leonard is uh, back in the league after his uh, suspension for uh, being suspended all last year for using anti an anti See, that's why I need Big Che here. He'd be able to say that word. A slur. He said a bad. He said some disrespectful stuff, as I say in in layman's term. He said some disrespectful things that have. That offended um, another community or another set of people uh, of another race or ethnicity. And y'all can go look it up when I'm getting to on here. But and NBA has expended him. Um, and he's forgiven. And, you know, he's went and learned and worked on himself. And he's got a 10-day contract with the Bucks. Um, and we'll see what he gets to do out there on the court. Solid player. He's not going to move the needle for the Bucks, But definitely going to be big man help with him letting go of Serge Ibaka earlier. So it's definitely just some depth. Um, that they can have no Giannis at the moment as well with the wrist. You don't know you're going to work him back slow. So you need some more big man depth. Bobby Portis is nursing an injury as well. So you're definitely going to need the depth. He'll definitely help out um, in the depth area for sure, if if not uh, anything else. So he'll, he'll definitely be a, um, a, a big help to that. So we'll see Miles Leonard back on an NBA team um, rather soon, and we'll see what he has left in the tank. If he can help out the Milwaukee Bucks team for 10 days, maybe probably into a deal where sign with somebody else. But uh, we will see. Like I said, Myers Leonard. Myers Leonard is back in the NBA after a, a full season suspension. 
Um, Will Barton just reached his buyout as well with the Washington Wizards. And he now he's officially will be in the free agent after if he clears waivers. Pretty sure he will clear waivers. So uh, Will Barton's going to be a free agent. He's going to help out the championship team. Don't be surprised if the Suns are on his list. As one of those teams, they're going to start picking up a lot of dudes. You see they got Terrence Ross already over there. That uh, campaigning to bring Carmelo in over there. So don't be surprised if Will Barton don't look over in Phoenix and see if he can get on over there and find one of them rolls off the bench because they need a lot of bench help. And usually when you get a team for the superstars like this, this is how you get guys that will come in on little uh, veteran minimums to try to get them a quick championship. And, you know, again, the Suns are a loaded, top-heavy team. So they definitely traded a lot of depth to get to this point. So definitely uh, any any players could help. And Will Barton could be a help. But Will Barton could help out a lot of teams. So we'll see. I feel like he'll have a very good market. Miami Heat, I think, will be interested in him as well. Um, I definitely think he'll have a, he'll have a nice market. Again, Will Barton's a very good player. He plays on both ends of the floor. That's always a plus. You don't always get guys who play on both ends of the floor. And he's an instant offense um, off the bench. And, again, he, he plays both ends of the floor. A longer guard can play one, two, or three for you. So very good, be a good player. He's going to help somebody out tremendously, uh, whoever, whoever he signs with. And obviously, we'll keep you informed coming weeks to let you know who he does sign with. But Will Barton officially uh, uh, trying to clear waivers for the Washington Wizards to become a free agent uh, for the second half of this NBA season and try to catch on to a championship team and get himself a ring, man, because that's, that's what it's all about. Uh, and then uh, in other news, staying with Phoenix, because just cause I think Will Barton go there. Kevin Durant, your boy, your boy, our boy, was my boy, not my boy no more. He was on my boy because he was in Brooklyn. Still a good player. Still a great player. Still a, you know, all-in-game player. But no longer in Brooklyn. So, KD, uh, ex-Brooklyn Net, could potentially be returning to the court on uh, reportedly either this Sunday when they play against uh, the Milwaukee Bucks or as late as Wednesday versus the Hornets, which this could be big, obviously. This is You traded to get this man. You want to see him out there with CP3. D-Book, Aiden, and you want to see these guys play and play at a high level and get some chemistry for these last 20-plus games, 25-plus odd games, so you can get some chemistry and momentum going as the playoffs begin and y'all begin this title run that you're definitely on because this is nothing less than championship or bust when you make a move like that uh, with a team like that at a time like this for a player like that. You, you definitely are all in, and I think everybody knows that, so I think they're going to definitely be all in, and that'll definitely be uh, interesting to see when he does return, what they do look like. I'm definitely ex- excited to say, or if not excited, very intrigued to see what the Suns look like when they walk out there with Kevin Durant and D-Book and those boys. I think that'll be a very interesting team, and I think if you're not playing in an NBA game on that day, you will be watching that team to see. Uh, what you're up against as far as if you're in the West and you can see these guys in the playoffs or an Eastern Conference team just thinking not too far ahead, but just looking at a potential uh, championship, you know, finals suitor, you know. So I think this will this will definitely be fun and interesting to see. And I'm definitely, like I said, intrigued to see KD. Um, uh, switching from KD to K-Love, K-Love clear waivers as well from the uh, Cleveland Cavaliers is now officially a Miami Heat. 
I think this is a big help for them. They need big man help. They let Dwayne Devin walk. He was basically their other big man outside of Bam out of Bayou. Now you have Kevin Love. Him and Bam can play together if they need to go a little bit bigger. And Kevin Love can also play on the floor by himself. Obviously, he's not a great a passer as Bam out of Bayou is, but Kevin Love is an okay playmaker. Is a big. He can play make from the post, stretch the floor, shoot. Um, and he can still put his back to the basket and, and still put the put a move on and back down a smaller forward in this uh you know small ball era. So I do think Kevin Love to the Heat should be interesting to see. Um, I think he's going to help them out tremendously, and it's definitely something they needed. Uh, big man depth definitely because I, I it's Bam out of Bayou or bust with them, um and you definitely gonna need depth especially in the playoffs. And Kevin Love is a perfect person to have to have some depth. And he can help, you know, be a veteran leadership presence on uh, on that floor just to help that team out as the playoffs. As somebody, not only because obviously a lot of those players have been to the finals in that bubble, but you have a guy who's got championship experience as well as winning one. So he can help them in those moments. So I think this is a big, sneaky good pickup, a sneaky good pickup for Miami. And they could pay big dividends um, down the stretch for them if they can get this correctly. But the but the big the big the big fish of the weekend, y'all, was Russ. We was waiting on Danger Rush, y'all. Everybody wanted to know where Russ was going. And, and now it's official like a whistle. He moved from one hallway to the other after being traded all the way to Utah to buy out in Utah was official. I'm pretty sure he never even probably literally went to Utah. I don't truly even believe he ever went to Utah. If he did, All-Star Weekend because it was in Utah. So he was there for the festivities, yada, yada, yada. Probably met with the ownership and was like, yeah, we're going to more than likely do a buyout. Even though, you know, there was the rumor that he never came out and said it. So it was word that he could potentially want to stay. But we knew he was trying to get somewhere where he could win that. And why not go back to Lalizzi? And instead of being in that purple and gold, you go ahead to the Crosstown Rivals. And they ain't even cross town. They cross hallway rivals. The Los Angeles Clippers. You link back up with your boy PG, who we all to was together. PG was averaging 28, 8, and 4. And was an MVP candidate. And Russ was 22, 10, and 11. And they had the uh, Oklahoma City Thunder booming. And this is post-Kevin Durant. And this is when Russell Westbrook was on his tear. And he was trying to prove to people that he was a great teammate. And he could lead a team. And he showed that. Uh, obviously, they ran into Dame Lillard, and we remember that series and Dame telling me how that ended. But I think getting these guys back together, how they use Russ will be very, very interesting. Do they start Russ with these guys? Do Russ still come off the bench? Because, again, they're thin at guard. They got Terrence Mann and Bones Highland. Those are basically their guards. They let go of John Wall. They let go of Reggie Jackson. They let go of Kennard. So, like, you know, there's all your depth. So do you start Russ and you let Man and Highland come off the bench? Do you start Man and continue to let Russ and Highland come off the bench? But Highland's a, a, a high ball control dude on his own in his own right. So it's Russ. Man's the only one who's not like a, a serious ball handler threat at the point guard position. Not a threat, but somebody who ball dominant like Russ and Bones Highland are. But we're definitely going to see. I think it's uh, super dope they got him. And I think this will be fun to watch. And it, it's dope he stays in L.A. And he'll get to see the Lakers. And the Lakers will see him. And this this will be fun. And it'll be all eyes on Russ as he plays against all these teams he played for. When he goes back to the Wizards. When he goes back to the Lakers. OKC. When him and Paul George go back to OKC together 
you know, that's going to be one of those things. It's, it's going to be some key uh, Russ and Paul George versus, even though Kawhi is there, that's still Kawhi's team. It's just because Russ and PG got chemistry, they're going to do a lot of Russ and PG ties. And it should be fun, though. But, again, the, the key to this is what, what, what role do they use Russ in and how, and, and how will he receive said role? What does Kawhi Leonard think of this? Obviously, he has to think something of this because I definitely believe they hit. you have to hit Kawhi Leonard uh, to see if he's okay with this because if we all recall, he didn't want Russ there from the jump. He, uh, you know, he got Paul George to leave Russ to go there. And now Russ is there. And obviously, Russ ain't worried about none of that because Russ trying to win a ring. So what happened in the past happened in the past. This is a business. You was trying to do what you got to do for your career, your future. I'll do the same. So I don't think it's no hard feelings. I don't think they really tripping at all. I think they finna get in there and lock in and really try to uh, win themselves a championship or at least make a run. Kawhi's playing very, very well. He's been very healthy of late. PG's playing good as well. And now you add Russ, who's been playing tremendous off the bench. Again, it's, it's giving itself a second win because uh, the league wrote him off. Um, same way they wrote off Melo. It's like they just liked to, you know, and, you know, Melo couldn't do it no more. And Melo showed he still had a little gas left, even though it wasn't super as much as, you know, what he used to look like. But he showed he could play in Portland, and he played well in Portland, and he played well for the Lakers in the first stint he was there. And um, I think when Russ gets on this floor with the Clippers, he's going to continue to play well like he did in L.A. And he continue to show why he's a, a, a tremendous player, a great leader, um, and a first ballot Hall of Famer. He's going to continue to play well, play high energy, and give everything he's got night in and night out. And you can never deny Russ that. And I, I, I wish him the best on this part of his journey because uh, he's getting on the back end. And, um, you know, I think he's only got about one or two more stops before, you know, it's time to get ready to uh, tie the shoestrings together and throw them up on the uh, power line for the people that know what my reference is when you call them the quits. And, again, that could not be – that might not be next season or the season after next, but we know it's closer to the end than the beginning. And, again, obviously, he's going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer. But um, I definitely think he would love to put a championship ring on his resume just to solidify his greatness as one of the greatest point guards and one of the most exciting players uh, we've seen of this generation. So definitely excited to see what Russ does. So definitely good luck to Russ. And now we're going to get to uh, a little bit of news for our Warrior fans. Stephen Curry to be reevaluated in a week um, about his uh, rehab of the leg injury. Um, obviously, we knew he was going to be out through All-Star break. I'm pretty sure, again, he's going to be at least missing. I'm saying he'll miss at least another two weeks. So I think he'll probably play at least... It's 27 games left. 25, 27 games left. I never really remember exactly the number, but somewhere in there, I'll say he'll more than likely play at least 15 of these. I think he'll need to to get rhythm before playoffs start because they're probably going to be in the playing game. Um, and that just depends on how well they play down this stretch. But they're going to need Curry. You're not, you know, they're not winning no championship without the man in the 30 jersey. So definitely look forward to it. Hopefully he gets healthy. Hopefully when they revive him in a week, it's all thumbs up. And he can get ready to get uh, back into contact, 5-on-5 five five contact. And once you get 5-on-5 five five contact, it's just a matter of your pain tolerance to getting back on the court and getting the Warriors back in contention to making a play in and bringing a title contender. So we're definitely waiting for Curry and wishing well wishes on this healthy rehab, we can get him back on the court and get the Warriors back in contention where they belong. You know what I'm saying? That's that's just that's just real spiel. Um, and I also want to give a shout out to Coach Jock Vaughn. 
uh, officially becoming our full-time head coach. Not officially becoming our full-time head coach, but we just gave him an extension through the 2023-2024 season. Because I do believe he's handled everything that's happened since he's been handed this crazy freaking job. Since he's been handed this mess of a team, I think he's done really well. And he's done the best he's could with what he's been handed. And he still has us he still has us afloat. And he's still getting the best out of these guys that we got in these trades for Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant. Um and he kudos to him. Glad he got the extension. He deserves a, a full, at least a full year, maybe even two. And that's kind of what they're giving him. He's going to get this year, next year, and potentially one more season to see if he can fix all of this and turn this uh, uh, chicken shit into chicken salad is what they like to say. <laughs> it's, a, it's a saying. But um, I'm definitely happy, happy for Coach Vaughn. I think he's earned this. Excuse me. I think he's earned this moment and this opportunity to build with this team because this team believes in him. Um, the organization believes in him, and we're rallying behind him. And this is the first good thing that our owner and GM has done in a minute, in a good minute, if I should say. Um, but I am thankful for it. So good shit, Jock Vaughn. It's Black History Month. We got a black head coach, and he just got extended. So whoop. But we passed that. Uh, before we... Get ready to switch over for real, for real to NFL because we waiting on hope to get back going. Games start back Friday, um, so we'll get back in the hoop. So this was just you feel me that caveat to get y'all ready for what's about to happen on this back end. And also, uh, during All Star Weekend, Nate McMillan was fired. Trail not Trailblazers, the Atlanta Hawks head coach. He was a Trailblazers head coach beforehand back in the day, but Atlanta head Atlanta Hawks head coach was fired. Um, over the All Star Weekend, and um, you know it was uh it was rough. Him and Trey Young been on the news a lot lately over the last season or two, with just the way they've been butting heads. And Trey Young is a star player. If you don't get along with the franchise player, the star player, definitely gonna have to get you out of there. And find somebody who will. Um, they letting Joe Pruny uh be the interim head coach for the rest of this season. He was the lead assistant in the season, first man on the on the first man on the bench. Next to Coach Renee Millen, so he will get to be the interim coach the rest of the season. And he also gets 27 games, less games than Jacques Vaughn got to prove his worth. But, A, any opportunity is better than no opportunity. It's obviously a short-leashed opportunity and one he's very, very handicapped in. But if Joe uh, Pruny can take advantage of this moment and show that he's got head coaching potential, you know, you're not only auditioning for the this Atlanta Hawks job, you're auditioning for another 30, 29 coaches in the league. Oh, I think it's 30 teams, 31 teams, 30 teams. So 29 other teams in the NBA, you're going to be showing your coaching skills too. So I do think this is an opportunity you should take. Grab it by the horns or by the wings because they're the Hawks. And he should go for it and go hard and definitely try to make the best of this and get himself a head coaching job. Because Atlanta Hawks. As soon as they fired Nate McMillan, they already were interested in eyeing three coaches already. They had already had in consideration instantly. Quinn Snyder, uh, ex-coach of the Utah Jazz. Kenny Axon, ex-coach of the Brooklyn Nets, now uh, lead, lead assistant coach of the defending champions, Warriors. He was on the bench when they won the Warriors. I've been talking about Kenny Anderson since we, Kenny Atkinson, since we fired him, saying it was a stupid fire, and we fired him. We fired him for two guys that are no longer here. We're going to let that sit in. We fired a playoff-proven coach 
who had us in the playoffs, with a team that we kind of got right now, a team full of solid players and, and very good players, because Dinwiddie was on that team too. Kenny Agson had us in the playoffs consistently, and we fired him because Katie and Kyrie wanted somebody else, and now these guys are here. Kenny Agson, again, is in Golden State winning rings, and is potentially one of the top candidates for the Atlanta Hawks job. And Charles Lee also, who is a Bucks assistant, is one of the Bucks assistant coaches, is also a candidate and a surprise sneaky candidate, obviously because Joe Mazzulla of the Celtics is now the official head coach. And they took the interim tag off. That means the guy who was the head coach is no longer the head coach, which kind of technically makes him a free agent of sorts. And that's Emmy and Doka, and the Hawks are eyeing him as well for their head coaching candidacy. So if they can land one of these guys in Atlanta, they'll be already in a good seat if you can get any one of these uh, four coaches. This would definitely be a great start for the Atlanta Hawks, and this would be something that Trey Young would definitely like. Again, you want to get somebody who's got some cachet, something probably that the players will respect. And obviously, Doka may be in the news for other reasons, but he did take the Boston Celtics to the finals in his first year as coach. So that does um, have something to stand on. Obviously, Quinn Snyder and the things he did with the Utah Jazz and his stint there in the run he made with all those talented guys. And then Kenny Atkinson, like I said, coaching on the defending champs and being a very successful coach on the Brooklyn Nets before KD, before Kyrie. Um, I think these guys could help out tremendously. Um, I think it'll be a big help. Uh, uh, sucks for Nate McMillan. Uh, you know, you know it's Black History Month, so just as they come, they can go. And um, you know, hopefully, he's a he's a long time veteran coach. He'll get another opportunity, if not as a head coach, some young head coach will hire him to be one of his lead coaches on the bench. I think this won't be the end of Nate McMillan. Could be a long time for him as a head coach again, maybe. But at the same time, um, he's a very very seasoned coach. He's been got a lot of head coaching experience, so it's just with some time off. You can go ahead and land on somebody's benches and assistant and be right back uh, in the coaching room getting him a head coaching job. So, you know, don't don't think of it too crazy or anything like that. But it's definitely um, it was a lot of things happening over this All-Star weekend. There's a lot of moving parts while we still waiting on basketball to come back. But again, big things to, to look forward to as the season start. Where is Zion's health? What is he going to do? And again, the Pelicans were my team to make the Western Conference Finals. But they're not going to make that without Zion. And you see how bad they are without Zion. Obviously, Brandon Ingram wasn't playing either for a time uh, in that same window while Zion was there. So that's that's even worse. But with no Zion, these guys will have a chance to win the championship. And I think they are a very championship-caliber team. Again, that, that guy Zion has to play. And he has to be... Uh, a beast and right now you can't beast from the sidelines you can't beast from the training room you can't beast from the training table and I think Zion in these next 27 games because the the, Pel- the Pelicans ain't in the playoffs like they 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 fell out and I think they might be playing worthy I, I can say that I, I'll give you that I think they're playing worthy but outside of that oh and I apologize game starts today that's on me um, you got Kings Trail Blazers today, and you got Lakers Warriors as well today, both at 7 o'clock. That's on your boy. Um, but, again, that's why I go and check my, you feel me, to make sure I'm still on point. And, uh, again, Celtics Pacers, 
Nuggets, Cavs, Pistons, Magics, and Grizzlies 76ers as well, along with Pelicans, Raptors, Spurs, Mavericks, Thunders, Jazz. So we will get to see some of these new these trades and, and people that have been moved in new places. We're going to get to see all these guys post the All-Star break, and we're going to get ready to get into the second half of this season. And I think it shall be very, very good. Uh, um, and again, the Pelicans are the seventh seed, so they're in the play-in right now. But again, no Zion. Ain't no telling where they're going to be because you still got the Lakers who just made a bunch of moves to get better. You got the Warriors still trying to get good. You got the Trailblazers who just made a bunch of moves as well. So you got a bunch of moving parts. You got the Oklahoma City Thunder right now in the play-in. And again, I was saying that I felt like this team could be a play-in team with Chet Holmgren. They're playing even better. And um, I think this is just kudos to what they do over there. In OKC, uh, they're very, they are very well at drafting, Brian, developing talent. This goes back to, you know, KD, Westbrook, Harden, Reggie Jackson, Serge Ibaka, Steven Adams. All these guys went through here, developed. Jeff Green, all these players around the league all came through here, developed through Oklahoma City. Uh, they do a great job um, over there in that organizing, drafting and developing talent, and it's still showing Right now, to this day, with the players that are drafting and developing, uh, obviously they didn't draft, say, Shea Gilders, but to trade and get this man and get themselves a, an all-star caliber player. Um, for PG and for Russ, like, if you come up with this talent, that's a win all day. So it's definitely a good look for them. And they're, like I said, they're in the hunt. But, again, this is going to be a, a tough running. Um, you got the Nuggets and the Grizzlies sitting at the top with the Kings in third, lighting the beam. This is going to be a fun second half of the season. And again, Giannis and the Bucks, we're going to be battling it out with the Celtics all for the rest of the, these rest of these games to see who get that one seed and get home court advantage. I know Giannis wants home court advantage, especially after a game seven loss on the road. You know, home cooking it will be well for the for the for the home for the home team, I should say. But again, hoops are back tonight. We got a bunch of games, so make sure y'all tune in and get ready. Root for your team. Um, my guys play play tomorrow, but uh, the Warriors and the Kings play tonight, so I will be tuned in. And the Warriors haven't played against my guy Brian, so hey, you know, definitely gonna be tuned into that. But stay tuned. We about to take a keep saying we because y'all know I usually always got somebody here, but. I'll be taking a quick intermission, and we as in the production team. But we're going to take a brief intermission, pay some bills, roll up a joint, and we'll be right back, and we're going to talk football. Uh, it'll be brief. We're going to talk a few off-season, off-season topics. I'm going to save the rest of it for Football Friday when I get Big Che back in the building with me. But stay tuned. It's the Bring the Wood podcast with your boy, D. Wood. Easy. Yo, yo, welcome back. It's the Bringing the Wood podcast. I am your host, D. Wood, and I told y'all already, I am rocking solo, dolo, ain't no big chain, but he will be back for Football Friday, so uh, don't be alarmed. We will be back strong tomorrow, man. But I told y'all we back. We switching it over to NFL news. NFL, I will be real, real brief with y'all today, because like I said, I'm going to save a lot of it for Football Friday tomorrow, but I definitely got a few things, a few news and notes that we do want to hear. Um, I'll start with one of our, 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 our household team, San Francisco 49ers. Uh, Brock Purdy has postponed his Tommy, not Tommy John surgery, but his uh, elbow inflammatory, inflammation ligament surgery, whatever you, however they pronounce it. But again, he's postponing his surgery for the elbow ligament damage. He will be reevaluated 
uh, early in March. He's still on track to return for 2023. He's basically going to see he could probably avoid surgery, which will make him be out just a little bit longer. And if he can just naturally recover from it and see. But, you know, he has time to tell. Again, we got a long way before season kicks off, before preseason kicks off. So he's definitely got time to see what he needs to do, what he wants to do, and what will be done. So whatever does happen, we hope in a speedy and healthy recovery for Brock Purdy because you got a bright future ahead of your dog. and You got a big offseason uh, ahead of you in the nine or so. Definitely get well, sir. Um, switching it up, same, same hype, household team. My Tennessee Titans are officially cleaning house. And this could be, this could go a lot of different ways. We'll start with Taylor Lewan. We let Taylor Lewan go after, what, eight seasons with us? You know what I'm saying? What, eight, nine seasons? Um, but he's only playing play two games last season. He missed all of the season before last. He's He hasn't played uh, 14 games. Actually, I want to even say it's a lower number than that. But I'm going to go with 14 for the sake of this conversation. But he hasn't played 14 games in the past four seasons. And it could be a lower number than that. But I know the last two seasons, he hasn't played in more than two games. And I want to say in the last four seasons, it's it's somewhere along the lines of that. But again, three-time pro bowler for us. Um, was, a, was arguably one of the best tackles in the game at one point. But the injury bug has just killed him. Um, I think he's due for a first start. He will get signed again. He's going to have a market just depending on... Uh, when doctors see him and what, what teams, physicians, and medical reps will say about his knee recovery and how well he'll be when he recovers. I think we'll have a small market. Again, tackles are hard to come by. And it was a point in time when he was one of the best. So he'll definitely get another opportunity. So I'm looking forward to thank you for everything you've done for this uh, organization. Tell the one you were a part of this turning around process that happened in Tennessee when we brought in Mike Verbal and Coach Robertson and, and company. You were on the team, but you were a part of this change. You were one of the uh, pillars of this offensive line and of this offense and of this team. Thank you for everything you've done, dog. And you will always be represented as a Titan. I don't have no bad blood. I don't feel like you took our money. I do just feel like injury killed you. Like, you know, that money where your pocket's down and you can't kickstep the way you want to no more. You start hurting your ankles and knees. Because that money way in your pockets down. So, first start for him. Uh, he, he needs it, though. You know, he, like I said, he ain't done nothing for us. So, first start for Taylor Lewan. We also cut Robert Woods after one season trading to get him from St. Louis. Uh, no, my apologies. From the L.A. Rams. Trading him from trading to get him from L.A. Played one season. Let all the team in all cap. Actually, ended up getting surpassed by the rookie. Uh, but he was leading us in most categories, but the rookie Traylon Burks ended up surpassing him, even with all the games he missed. But uh, Bobby Trees, as we like to call him, he just didn't he didn't pan out for us. And again, I also believe that's because of scheme and lack of having a number one weapon to support him. So again, these are just many of the offseason problems we will have going into the offseason, but I'll talk more about that at a later date. But I will say we cut Bobby, Bobby Trees a.k.a. Robert Woods. We also cut uh, Cunningham as well, our starting middle linebacker, but he missed the back end of the he missed the back end of the season as well. We put him on IR. He missed the last nine games. So we just kind of cleaning house, which is scary. We didn't clean it as nobody that's big time yet, you know? Obviously, we'll know if we're going in rebuild mode is if we trade that guy 22. Because here's the thing. Derrick Curry is in the last year of his deal. 
And we do know Vrabel is a product of Belichick. He didn't play, he didn't coach under Belichick, but he played under Belichick. So he does know those principles. And one of those principles is you train a player a year too early, then a year too late. Obviously, Derrick Henry was still a 1,500-yard running back. I don't think we should trade Derrick Henry. I want to make sure I say this again. I don't think we should trade Derrick Henry. But I understand how this league works. And if we're about to go into a rebuild and not retool, like we're going to go into rebuild, we're going to draft in a quarterback, we finna, you know what I'm saying? Like if we're thinking things like that, then, yeah, I can see us moving on from D. Hen and maybe a few more of those uh, older guys. But our defense is really young and intact. We're going to pay Jeffrey Simmons. We're going to uh, end up, even though he had a rocky year, Christian Fulton. Only vet is Kevin Byer, and I don't think he really wants to go anywhere. I think he's a Tennessee and through and through, actually playing for the University of Middle Tennessee State. So I think he's going to kind of stay with us as our, as our vet statement. We just paid Imani Hooker. So I think we're we going to be all right. So I don't think we're going to go into rebuild. But again, if we trade Big Deuce Deuce, we are officially in rebuild and not retool. Um, so those are just some things to keep your eye out for. Again, we let we, we release some some older players, uh, cap casualties and things of that nature. We're going to see in the upcoming days um, what we're going to do, what, what exactly we will do. Again, um, Combine is, is next week. Combine next week, March 2nd, March 3rd, March 4th, March 5th, man. Combine, we're going to be there in full effect. All 32 teams will be represented in some shape or form, whether it's your head coach, your head scout, your one of your coordinators, one of your position coaches. Somebody will be in Indianapolis uh, watching the combine and, and getting a close look at the players of the future. Somebody that can come in and help your team immediately the upcoming season. So I think this will be fun. And um, I'm always thrilled for the combine. But again, Titans uh, releasing a bunch of players and it's just giving me that look of what's next. Do we go into rebuild or retool? And we will find out sooner rather than later because the offseason is going to creep up on us quickly now. Super Bowl already damn near two weeks removed. So, you know what I'm saying? Like, season, offseason going to come around real quick, and we're going to need to be on point. So, definitely looking forward to seeing what my Titans going to do uh, as as we get ready to uh, prepare for the offseason, for free agency, for the draft. And as we get ready to get, get back this thing going to try to win our division from a Jaguars team who show they are here to stay and there are nothing to play with. So, I definitely need us to get back on the ball because the division is definitely going to get good around us. D'Amico Ryan's just signed in Houston. Um, Shane Steichen just signed in Indianapolis. So, like, the division is getting better quietly. Um, and we are getting weaker loudly. So, something has to give. I'm, I'm I'm ready for us to make some moves and make it happen this offseason. I really, again, we got to address the quarterback. Are we going with Malik? Are we drafting another rookie to start all the way over? Or are we going to try to go get one of these Derek Carr, Aaron Rodgers, Lamar Jackson, Jimmy Garoppolo, Trey Lance, you know, any one of these guys? Are we going to try to do something like that of this sort? Or, you know, or is, or is there something else we have to see that nobody knows? Nobody knows. Nobody knows. But, again, I'm going to keep y'all posted with everything, Titans, everything, Raiders, everything, Niners. Y'all already know. But for some sidebar, uh, sidebar, uh, uh, small wins over the weekend doctors have came out and Peyton Hillis uh, have came out and said he will make a 100% recovery over time after suffering I don't even know exactly what happened but he basically got caught up when I was talking about it he saved his kids from drowning and he basically ended up almost drowning you know what I'm saying again hero's feet save your kids 
any parent, any human being with children, any almost anybody with a heart, even if you ain't got kids, you would put your life on the line to save some children. So it's a great thing for Peyton Hillis. I'm glad he's able to not only save his kids, but save his own life and be able to enjoy these moments with his kids in the future because life is too short and we lose people every day, man. Literally every single day we lose people. So just glad he's going to be able to make a recovery. Glad his kids are safe, his family is safe, and the NFL salutes you, Payless, on some heroic real-life issue did. And uh, we commend you, dog, and speedy recovery and, and get well soon. For real, for real. Um, Netflix is also about to drop a docu-series this summer um, surrounding Patrick Mahomes, Kirk Cousins, and Marcus Mariota. Uh, and it's, it's just going to be called Quarterback. So um, obviously it's a docu-series about quarterbacks. Don't know what all three of these guys have in particular that tie in. They haven't really given us much. I've been reading up on it. They really just let us know it's a series going to be based on quarterback talk. And these guys are the stars of it. They don't really want to give away anything. I think they're actually still kind of doing some production, especially with Mahomes just winning the ring this year. So I think they want to kind of just keep everything uh, close to vest. And we'll just be waiting for some um an NFL docu-series based on quarterbacks this summer. I'll be tuned in for sure, for sure. I'll be tuned in. So, again, Netflix, the debut of NFL's, an NFL docu-series surrounding those three quarterbacks called Quarterback. Keeping it on the quarterback thing, probably one of the hottest quarterbacks that's going to be in the talk of this offseason, officially came out of his darkness retreat, four-day darkness retreat, Aaron Rodgers. Uh, y'all know uh, the most interesting man in the NFL right now, Mr. A-Rod himself. Um, the owner of the Oregon Retreat Center confirms Aaron Rodgers left the facility Wednesday morning and uncertain NFL future. Um, I'm pretty sure when Aaron Rodgers makes his choice, we will know because Pat McAfee will let us know because he'll be on the Pat McAfee show letting us know what he plans to do, whether he's going to pick up that money and return to the Packers and try to continue to push for the pack because they're finna give him $50 million for this season? Or does he demand a trade, get out of Green Bay, and go try to Tom Brady, Russell Wilson, you know what I'm saying, this thing, and switch over and get to a team and get you one last chance at a ring before, you know, the, the curtain call. And that's not saying his curtain call is going to be next season, season after next, because we see the quarterbacks are playing longer and longer because of the way the game is, is trending to save the quarterbacks because quarterbacks – Make the scoring. And the NFL is about scoring, which is weird, but whatever. But again, <laughs> Rodgers ends his darkness retreat. And we just waiting on the word. And I feel like we'll get the word. If if not over the weekend, by the top of next week, we'll know what A-Rod wants to do. And I'll be bringing it to you on Thursday for sure. You'll we'll, we'll all know. And I'll be giving you my take and my opinion on whatever he says, whether it's the state or to go, or whether it's for something totally in between, that's an Aaron Rodgers, which wouldn't be an Aaron Rodgers because this is Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> but yes, we're waiting on that. Um, that that's definitely uh, one of those things. Um, man, I thought Rex Ryan was going to get that head, not head coach, but that D.C. job of the Broncos. Don't know what fell through, but they end up signing Vance Joseph, another great defensive coordinator, ex-Broncos head coach, um, as as well, and ex-Broncos D.C. as well, coming back with Sean Payton to join his staff as the D.C., and he's going to be handed the keys to a very, very good defense 
one of the better defenses in the league. Now you get an offensive coach to go with a great defense. The Broncos, again, like a last offseason, are pointing in the right direction. Giving us the vibe that they're going to be a competitive team. The same thing they gave us last season. So we're not going to jump the gun and, and crown their ass like we did last season. Um, but Sean Mc, not Sean McVay, but Sean Payton and Vance Joseph, the two very good names to have as your offense and defensive coordinators. Obviously, Sean Payton is the head coach, but he's going to call plays. And Vance Joseph, D.C., he calls plays. This is a nice matchup, nice match. Um, I think they're going to do great things. But, again, we will see because there's no guarantee uh, at this point, especially from what the Broncos did last season or didn't do last season, I should say. Um, and before I get out of here, the last one, um, real light news. Uh, the uh, L.A. Chargers fired their head trainer, Damon Mitchell. Um, he's been with the franchise for 24 years and including the last six as the head trainer. Um Ain't no telling why they would let this man go. Obviously, it's this y'all would be like, you know, I think this goes with the injuries that happened, the Tyrod Taylor puncture wound, the uh, they had a few players playing her, you know, they got a couple uh things like that. This can just be a guy that's twenty four years, man. It's people that ain't even been alive twenty four years, and he was just in this building for twenty four years. So sometimes it's just time for a fresh face, um, younger blood, fresh ideas new training methods, like, it's just sometimes it's a fresh start, and I think that's kind of what that is, I, obviously, I said this some light news, I got some more important things I'll talk about tomorrow, but I want to talk about it with Big Chase, I'll give you a small window, we're going to talk about the Ravens, for sure, coming down and saying all options are open on Lamar Jackson, so we'll get into our opinion on what we would do, and what we think the Ravens should do, so definitely stay tuned to that, um, the Jets, after kicking it with Derek Carr for a couple of days while he visited New York, said that this man has Hall of Fame quarterback potential. Hmm. I, I'm, I'm definitely going to ask Big Chase how he feels about that. And also, um, a scout came out and said Zeke has a little bit left in the tank and it's a possibility that they cut him because of the $10 million cap here he could bring if he doesn't restructure his contract. But... I'm saving all that for tomorrow on Football Friday because you got to be back here tomorrow for Football Friday because Big Che will be back in the building and we'll be doing it up. And again, Football Friday, you know, we're going to talk college football. We'll talk about the Alabama players that just got in trouble for an alleged, not an alleged shooting, a real shooting. One of the players gave the player the gun to do the shooting. It's real crazy. And that player didn't get in trouble. I'm going to give y'all more of that information tomorrow. I told y'all Jamison Winston and Tarot Armstead started the Legacy Bowl for the HBCUs. It's going to be the first annual game on Saturday. We'll get into that as well. I'll give you the more information on that. And Combine Talk. We'll definitely talk Combine. Players to watch. Players are interested to see lift, run 40s, do verticals, test out on the field. Oh, it's going to be fun. It's going to be a fun football Friday. I already know. But as far as today, and as far as the episode today, thank y'all for tuning in to the Bring the Wood podcast. Thank y'all for tuning in. Y'all already know this is a Camper Chronicle production. I like to keep that in head because once y'all start seeing these YouTube dropping y'all CCCP, Camper Chronicle production, you're going to be like, oh, that's what the podcast on. This is uh, the other stuff he got going. And y'all going to get to see the other endeavors. So I love to make sure I continue to promote the name Camper Chronicle Productions because that is our production company where we do our production thing we'll produce things like this here the camera the camera chronicles we produce this podcast and many other podcasts that will be dropping soon again we're gonna have a summer lily lily but uh thank y'all again i'm about to get out of here enjoy my day 
again, power back on around this thing. So let me enjoy a little bit of that. But again, for myself, D. Wood, Big Chapel, we're going to see tomorrow. And anybody that's been on here as a guest, man, I love y'all. I thank y'all. You already know. Tell a friend, tell a neighbor, tell an enemy that it's going down. And we give good sports talk on the Bringing the Wood podcast. See y'all tomorrow. Same damn time, but just a little bit earlier. Again, it's the Bringing the Wood podcast. And it's your boy, D. Wood. And y'all know what I do on this podcast. I just brought the wood. <laughs>